the subject for tonight is flesh versus salvation. We have talked in the last few weeks about the things that are coming down the pike and what the word of God describes our future to look like. Amen. So now what we need to do since we now have some type of knowledge about what's coming down the pike. Now we need to go back and redefine our life. Redefine ourselves in salvation. Because guess what? One thing for certain, we do not already have it made. There is some redefining and restructure that we need to pay more close attention in our life while we get more closer to the end time. Did that make sense? So this subject is flesh versus salvation. I got a length of letter written, so therefore I don't know how much scripture we'll get on tonight, but we will get there sooner or later. Amen? Life living in the flesh is a life living against salvation. When we live a life catered to our own desires, it's, it's hard responding to the will of God for our life. Life be about what you want to do and when you want to do it. In our flesh, there is no good thing for with it we alone will serve sin at a higher level. When we listen to the dictation of our natural life, I got neutral, but it's natural. It has always to lead us from God instead of drawing us toward God. The enticement of what we see and the desire to have it causes us so much heartaches and pains in the long run. The act of the flesh consists of sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealous, fit of rage, self-ambition, dissensions, envy, and drunkenness. When you get in church, some of these same ones will creep back in your life. When your flesh gets the desire to go back. When you get that taste in your mouth to go back and see what you miss, it will creep back in your life and cause you to get out of the will of God. Amen. When you are in the church, an additional enemy appears. Laziness, unfaithfulness, disobedience, Mummering and complaining. These things are will creep in your life in addition to you being in the house of God. Review them. See which one belongs to you. And work on you to get free 
of it or bring it under control. For those who continue to practice such will not inherit the kingdom of God. Your pull, your motive, your whole desire, your goal should be to inherit the kingdom of God. Therefore, if you cannot inherit the kingdom of God, you are an enemy to salvation. The works of the flesh and salvation is like water and oil. They do not mix. We are so close to seeing the Lord, yet we are still far off from living with him. We need to kill more of our flesh on a daily basis until it becomes easy to resist the devil and his enticements. This life in the flesh does not stop until you are dead and sleeping in your grave. You agree? Until it becomes easy this life will constantly, your flesh will constantly pull at you. Your flesh will constantly cause you to try, will call you to come back. Amen. We need to kill more of our flesh on a daily basis until it becomes easy. This life in the flesh does not stop. Amen. Before you, uh, uh, therefore, you must daily fight. You must daily fight you instead of fighting others. Oh, I know that to be true. Because your fight ain't with others, your fight is within. And if you don't fight what's within you, you may cause yourself to miss the kingdom. May I bring to your remembrance, we are the ones that are trying to make it to the kingdom. And do you not know everybody else is trying to keep you from making it? Do you not know the enemy is putting key folks in your way for stumbling blocks to cause you to error? See, here's the problem is, is that we don't think that other folks don't have anything to do with it. If they are able to be used by the enemy against you, well, guess what? Bullseye on you. They coming for you. Amen. And a lot of times they catch you unexpected. You don't be looking for it. It's just like it's just jump out of the blue. And you be saying, where did that come from? It was sent for you. The enemy of your mind and soul is trying everything to keep you from making it in. He made it his business. That is his business. He's good at his business of keeping you from making it in. And he uses every available flesh 
to stop you or to cause you to come back. He still used the same tactics that he used in the garden. If they worked on the flesh in the garden, guess what? They'll work on you now. Amen. Salvation is an act of grace and mercy of God extended to whosoever will believe in the Father and in the Son. Salvation will only work when you surrender under the mighty hand of God. Therefore, salvation came to deliver you from harming your soul. Oh, salvation came to deliver you from bringing detrimental to your own soul. From running, from running your chances of, of obtaining eternal life. It came to ruin your chances of, of obtaining eternal life. Don't you know it would please the devil to, to know that he caused you to lose out? Because that's another soul that was going to be with him. Deliver us from, God came to deliver us from sin and its consequences to believers in the, in the only begotten of the Son, Jesus Christ. This is the only way our deliverance comes. It ain't about our good works, but we don't have none. In a given day, what you do good, you can mess it up before the day comes. Am I right about that? Just as oil and water cannot mix, and it brings about a separation of the two, so does sin and salvation. They do not mix and brings about a separation between God and us. Since salvation cannot be earned or purchased or merited by way of good works, Paul clearly expressed the fact that eternal life is the gift of God. It's a gift. We have to accept the gift from God. Amen. Nevertheless, you must resist the works of the flesh and commit or yield to the power controlled of the gift of God. We must have a close look at the road or the trail that our flesh keep pulling us against the work of the Lord. Your mind is trying to convince you that a little dirt under your fingernails won't hurt. But if you know that the dirt is under your fingernails, it is required for you to clean your fingernails. Amen. In order for you to have clean hands. We forget the Bible says a little leaven leavens the whole lump. Out of all of your good works. Now this is the part that we all need to grab, gravitate to. and uh, Because it, 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 it's, it's prevalent when the enemy is trying to keep you from making it in. 
It said, out of all of your good works, being angry and resentment will nullify or make void your good work. Wow. You've been putting all of this hard work for good work. And because the enemy set you up for defeat and you fell for it, you nullified all the good work you did. Wow. We need to keep that in mind because guess what? As we get closer and closer to the end time, the enemy is constantly making schemes of how to attack the church. Saints, he always scheming. He always getting, a, getting tactics of how he going to uh, derail you. The works of our flesh comes to destroy our works under God. If we allow our flesh to keep us from truly worshiping God, you need to know your enemy is in control. You're not in control. Your enemy is the controlling factor. If it keeps you from the work of the Lord. Did y'all hear that one? If it keep you from the work of the Lord, your enemy is the one that's in control. Amen. Therefore, do not let your good be evil spoken of. All it takes is a little wrong to knock out your good. Huh? Just a little. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. Man. Say, we need to keep that in mind. A little leaven leavens the whole lump. In other words, a little bit will destroy your whole works. Did you hear that? David, look what David said. I will bless the Lord at all times. He said, therefore, you must set it in your heart to be a blessing to God at all costs. You must set this in your heart. That regardless of the month, I'm going to bless the Lord. Regardless, I'm going to be a blessing to the work of God. Come on now. And his praises shall continue to be in my mouth. Flesh will rob you of your praise. The devil sets a target. He sets a a. a I, I, I want to say a boomerang, but he sets a dart. He sets a dart to hit you, to rob you of your praise in God. But look what David said. I will bless him at all times. Not just good times. Not just when I'm feeling good. huh? Not when I just feel like everybody's on my side. David was at the point he was standing all alone. But yet he said, I'm going to bless the Lord. 
Why did he say that? Because, because with God, I'm more than the majority. Come on, somebody. I will praise. His praises shall continue to be in my mouth. The enemy going to rob you of your joy. And if he keep your joy in his pocket long enough, he's going to rob you of your confidence. Your faith going to start failing away. Come on, somebody. Amen. Because your action, whether you know it or not, your action tells where your faith is. Uh-oh. How you respond to your enemy action tells where your action is in God. So we have to watch how we respond to the attacks of the enemy. Do it allow you to uh, stop looking to the hills from which coming forth your help? Does it stop your press? Hmm. Do it stop your praise? Review yourself when you get here on Sunday morning and see how much praise you got in you. And you done already declared, I will bless the Lord at all times. And where is a more appropriate place to bless him is the house of God. Come on now. But we allow the enemy to rob us of that praise. That might have been your breakthrough. <laughs> that could have been just the praise that God was waiting to see you work out of it. Amen. Because if you broke out in that praise, guess what? You gained victory. But if you don't, you lost the battle. So fresh, your flesh will rob you if you allow it. The Bible had a good reason for saying, work out your own salvation in fear and trembling. I can't afford to put my salvation in somebody else's hand. Y'all hear that? You cannot afford to let the enemy Run, sound you break your salvation because of your flesh. Because of the weakness in your flesh. At some point, you got to say, Lord, you told me you were the very present help in the time of trouble. I'm in trouble right now. I need your help. What's my next step? What's, what, what should I do, Lord, at this point? Because he said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. So God, now I'm asking you to lift me up. 
because the cares of this life and being people pleasers will rob you. Don't you know the more you try to please folks, the more they expect for you to please them? Huh? Amen. If you jump through a hoop today, tomorrow they want you to jump through too. God must receive reverence at all costs and in any and all situations. Even when it's not favorable. You're going to face trials. You are going to face circumstances. It's how we go into them. It's how we come out of them. Oh, y'all didn't get that one. If you go into it without faith, that's the way you coming out of it. Without faith. Amen. And your bruises may even be significant because you didn't trust God. Wow. You didn't allow God to be your buffer. You didn't allow your faith to come between you and your situation. Huh. So you didn't have no buffer between you and your enemy. Did that make sense? It's almost, it's almost like, uh, it's almost having like a flat tire and riding on the rim. Huh? Ain't no buffer between it. The rubber is gone. But listen. David said, My soul shall make a boast in the Lord, and the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. You must have a praise because it's precious in the sight of the Lord. You got to have a praise because guess what? Your soul is waiting to have a breakout. Come on, somebody. When you get to church, your soul ought to be waiting to have a breakout. See, I know that after a while there's going to be a breakout praise in the house. Come on, somebody. And when the breakout praise comes in the house, guess what it brings? It brings about the anointing. Amen. And that's how yokes get destroyed. You got to have a breakout praise. Your soul is telling you, you allowing your flesh to get in the way of praising God. But my soul needs to break out. Time our soul lost said, Lord, do something with this old crazy person. Because they won't let me break out. Amen. And then David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. We are more powerful in numbers than we are soon. When we come together and be on one accord with God in praise, God can't help but to do something. Huh? If he don't do no more than come in the service and shake it off. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, 
when saints assemble together, they should be ready and glad to join in magnifying the Lord. It ain't about us. It's about what we offer up to God. God looking for our praise. God is looking for our worship. Look how often, uh-oh, can I hit you? Look how often we disappoint him. Wow. Wouldn't it be something if, hypothetically, that God get up Sunday morning and say, boy, I'm headed to Mercy Ministry because I know there's going to be a shout in the camp. I know they're going to be praising me. I know they're going to be waiting on me to come in and worship them. And then God comes following through the door looking for a praise, and here we go. said they was on one accord. They were there for the same purpose of glorifying God. Huh? Look here. They didn't know nothing about receiving no Holy Ghost. They were the first household. So they were not expecting no household of those. They were there magnifying and praising God because he told them to go back to the that I'm finna come in. He rushed in. And when he rushed in, he found them on one accord, praising and worshiping him, and he did an outpouring. And guess what? In that outpouring, if anybody was sick in there, they got healed. Anybody need deliverance in there, they got delivered. Come on, somebody. We got to get back to what church really is. Huh? Come on now. We got to stop adopting what other folks do and get back to what church really is. 
They waited with anticipation on the Lord to enter the service. We got to wait on God to enter in the service that should be catered to his name. Catered to him, not to us. Therefore, we still got to do, uh, we, we still got work to do on our individual services. Because guess what? Because the spirit of Sambalus and Tobias is still at work trying to get you to come down off of salvation. Hmm. Remember, only what you do for Christ will last. Jesus said, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give every man according to his works, so you make sure who you working for. Are you working for yourself? Or are you working for the Lord? Huh? If your work going to be able to stand the trials and the tests that you have to go through. Because if it can't stand it, guess what? It's going to be burned. Because it's going to go through the fire. Do you not know? Do you not know everything that you do for God has got to go through the fire? Your, your work has got to be tested, tried, and proven that who he was doing it for. And if it was for God, he'll get the glory and you will get the blessing. Come to that thing. If it was for God, he'll get the glory and you will get the blessing. Because it's going to be tried. So you better watch them Sam Ballas and Tobias that keep trying to get you to come down. Amen. If you are working after your flesh, you shall receive a fleshly reward. If you are working for the Lord, you shall receive a crown from the righteous judge. Jesus said in John 16, 13, when the spirit of truth come, he will guide you in the all truth. That's the whole truth. Bring you the message he received from the Father. He will announce and declare to you the things that are coming in the future. That is the Holy Ghost job. It's your job to get on board with the Holy Ghost. Come on now. If we don't keep up with the Holy Ghost, guess what? We're going to get left behind and out of time. Oh, out of time. Why? Because God is constantly moving. And we got to move while God is moving. When it's in your season, you better move with God. Amen. Let's run to Romans chapter 8.
Romans chapter 8 is really not, it's, it's 1 through 17. I, I, I try to break it. And, but anyway, verses 1 through 17. Let's begin reading at the first verse, please. Who? Who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Oh, so there's no condemnation to you which are in Christ Jesus. Not anybody, but in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after their own. Come on, somebody. Who walk not after their own desires, but walk after the spirit. For, second verse, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from. Why we keep trying to go back? If he made us free from the law of sin and death, why do we keep towing the line? You know why? Because it's in our nature. Amen. So at some point in time, you got to slap your own self to wake up. Because sometimes we be sleepwalking. Third verse says, for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God sent his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemning sin in the flesh. So in your flesh, you are what? You are weak. You are weak to the do right thing. <laughs> we are weak to the do right, but we are strong in the do wrong. That makes sense. We are more bundable to do the wrong thing uh, that we are more conscious on doing the right thing. So being that, Christ had to come and die for us so that he can put the wrong thing to death. Put sin and death in their proper place. Four verses. That the righteousness of the law, who walk not after the flesh, but there's nothing wrong with the law, but what's wrong is our flesh. Come on, somebody. Fulfilling the law or against the law. Amen. So, for that. They that are after the flesh do mind the thing. Oh, oh. So they that are controlled by their sin nature mind the things of sin. Is that what he's saying? Those things that you gravitate to, those are the things that you mind. Is that more like it?
And the next says, but they that are after the spirit. So that tells me that it is your responsibility to pursue the spirit of God to find out what God would have you to do. Instead of you standing around waiting on the Spirit of God to hit you in the top of the head. You got to pursue after the Spirit of God to find out which direction he would have you to go. And your pursuing must be in your praise, in your studying, in your reading, and in your following the Word of God. Because there is something in there that the Spirit of God would trigger in the word of God to grab your attention to let you know this is, stop, this is where you need to be, right there. 